Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. A wise woman foretells Princess Flora's future, but will it come true? Find out with this week's story, which inspired Shakespeare's play, The Winter's Tale. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Shakespeare storybook collection. This is the story of the flower princess, the source for the winter's tale. There was once a young king of Sicilia who was selfish, restless, and hard-hearted. His people wished he would fall in love and settle down, but the king said this would never happen. Yet one day the king met a young country girl. You're so beautiful, he exclaimed. That she was, and as kind and generous as the king was mean-spirited. His heart softened, and he fell in love with her. Before long, the king asked her to be his wife. The two were married. The new queen was so good that the king changed his ways. He followed her example and became more like her. People were delighted. How gentle and kind the king is when he wants to be, they observed. After a time, the queen gave birth to a little girl. Everyone rejoiced. The wisest wise woman in the world was invited to the celebrations. She was the queen's best friend and an oracle. She could foretell the future. On the day the princess was named, many people presented gifts, but the finest came from the wise woman. She gave the little girl a golden chain with a pendant in the shape of a flower. The old woman revealed, She'll be called Flora, for her joys and sorrows will be among the flowers. Those joys and sorrows will be shared by all who love her. The king of Sicilia didn't like the sound of this. His daughter was a princess, not a wild girl who roamed among the flowers of the fields and forests. From that time on, he cared nothing for his child. But the queen of Sicilia doted on the little girl. The princess got all her attention. The king resented this. He returned to his mean ways and finally shouted at the queen. You act like a Stupid countrywoman, fussing over your baby so. We have servants to do that. Amazed at her husband's words, the queen quietly replied, I am a countrywoman and proud of it. And you knew that when you married me. But countrywoman or queen, I shall always take care of my child and never leave my girl to fend for herself. You will! roared the king. Let the princess be left alone without mother or servants. In a rage, the king of Sicilia ordered that the child be placed in her cradle and that the cradle be dropped into the river that ran beside the palace. The order was carried out at once. Horrified at what her husband had done, the queen fled to the highest tower and locked herself in. Weeping and wailing, she would see no one except the wise woman, who had foretold joy and sorrow for her baby, though it seemed the baby's fate was to be all sadness. Please let me see you, 
the king implored. No matter how the king begged, his wife wouldn't allow him into the tower. After many days, the wise woman reported, The queen has died of a broken heart. The king heard this and fell into a faint. When he awoke, he tore his clothes and covered himself in ashes. Moaning and weeping, he would not be comforted. From that time on, he mourned the loss of his daughter and the death of his wife, all caused by his own pride and anger. In the meantime, the cradle didn't sink, but floated down the river and across the sea. At last it was washed up on the shores of Bohemia, a land far from Sicilia. The cradle tipped the princess onto the sand, and it was there an old man found her. The old fellow could not think where the child had come from, nor how she had come to be there. There had been no storms, no shipwrecks at all. Even so, he took her home. The old man and his wife had always wished for a child, and none had been born to them. The child is a blessing on us, he decided. This little girl is the answer to our prayers. His wife smiled. Her name's Flora, she announced, for she wears a golden flower on the chain around her neck. They raised Flora as their own child. Because the two were gardeners and tended the gardens of the king of Bohemia, Flora became a gardener too. She dwelt among flowers every day. Her foster parents were kind and good. So far, the prophecy had proved to be true. Starting life in sorrow, Flora now knew great joy. Flora grew to be as beautiful and good as her mother once was. Bruno, the prince of Bohemia, saw her at work in the gardens, and he fell in love with her. Every day, as he strolled through the palace grounds, he would steal a glance at her. His father did not like this. From now on, keep out of the gardens, the king of Bohemia ordered him, in the way that fathers always boss their sons around. Remain in the palace and stay away from that horrible girl. But Bruno disobeyed his father. One day he went to the gardens. When he saw Flora, he wanted more than anything to give her a present, even though he had never even had the nerve to talk to her. So he reached towards a bush to pick a rose. Stop, Flora warned. Don't touch any flowers on that bush. It's magic. Bruno didn't listen, and Flora's warning came too late. As he grasped a rose, a thorn pricked his hand. The prince fell to the ground in a deep sleep. Flora cried for help and servants carried Bruno to his bed. Doctors were sent for, yet all their pills and potions couldn't cure the careless young man. Prince Bruno slept on and on. At last the king of Bohemia was so desperate he sent for the wisest wise woman in the world. She was the oracle who had given Flora the golden chain. The old woman declared, The only cure for Bruno is that he be kissed by Flora and the two get married 
at once. The king didn't like that at all. He wanted his son to be cured, but he did not want the prince to have a mere gardener for a wife. So he plotted and planned. Flora was called and told to kiss the prince. She happily did so. As soon as their lips touched, Bruno opened his eyes to look around. He was delighted to see Flora. But the king was ready. Seize Flora and throw her into the sea, he cried. The command was carried out instantly, and Flora was tossed into the sea. Whether it was because of the direction of the current, or the ebb and flow of the tide, or whether it was the magic of the wisest wise woman, it can't be said. But however it came about, Flora floated across the sea and back to the land of Cecilia, the land of her true father and mother. She was met by the wisest wise woman, who took her at once to the tower where her mother the queen had once hidden. Now it was Flora who hid there. Meanwhile, Bruno's heart was filled with sadness and anger. He screamed at his father. How could you destroy the only girl I loved? I'll never live in this land or look at you again until I find her. So he set off in search of Flora. For a long time he traveled, until at last the winds brought him to Cecilia, that sad, sorry place which was Flora's real home. He arrived at the king's palace. Here the king of Cecilia, after all these years, still ruled. All that time he had sat miserable and lonely upon his throne. His clothes were torn and ragged. Ashes and dust covered his body. A pool of tears caused by years of weeping drenched his feet. His moaning and groaning was echoed by the constant sighing of the lovelorn prince. Young man, observed the king, you seem as sad as me. Tell me why. Bruno told his story and of his search for Flora. Then the king of Cecilia told of his foolishness and anger, and how through them he had lost both wife and child. The two men wept until the growing pool of tears threatened to drown everyone in the palace. Then it was that the wise woman appeared. You stupid idiots, she cried in exasperation. Go to the tower immediately and for once in your lives use your brains. Don't speak and don't act before you think. Amazed, the two men climbed the tower that had for so long been locked. At the top of the tower they found the most wonderful painting. The picture showed two women of great beauty. To the king, the older one looked just like his wife, the Queen of Cecilia. To Bruno, the younger one appeared to be Flora, but in the clothes of a princess, not of a gardener, and still with the flower pendant round her neck. So shocked were they 
that the two men did not need to remember to think before they spoke or acted. Instead, they stood like statues. They thought how nothing could have surprised them more than this painting. But then something even more amazing happened. The painting came to life. The two women in the picture began to move and to sing a song so merry that it dried the men's tears and they laughed more than they had ever done in all their lives. Then the queen and Flora stepped out of the painting and ran to put their arms around their loved ones. In all those years, the queen had not been dead, but living secretly in the tower protected by the magic of the oracle. The wise woman had returned Flora to her mother as soon as the princess's feet had touched her native land. All these stories were told, all the sorrows and joys recounted. Then Bruno married Flora, and they lived in joy and sorrow, but mostly in joy from that time on. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.